Over the last three years on this podcast, guests on so many episodes have reminded me that when the trials of life weigh us down, meditating on our great salvation helps restore our joy. This is always a great reminder, and it's also the theme of a conference coming up June 16 to 18 in Indianapolis. Remember Your Joy is the theme of the Gospel Coalition's 2022 Women's Conference, and speakers like Jackie Hill Perry, Jen Wilkin, and John Piper will help you consider how seven Old Testament stories point to our greater salvation in Christ and lead us to greater joy. Learn more about the conference and register soon at tgc.org slash tgcw22. And be sure to use the code in the word 20, that's in the word and then the numbers two zero, to get a discount on your tickets. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm privileged to have on the podcast Mason King. Mason serves as an elder at the Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas. And he also serves on staff there as executive director of the Village Church Institute, Groups, and Care, where he oversees adult theological education and discipleship within their local church. The Village Church Institute trains disciples to know their sacred text firsthand and pursue spiritual formation in the way of Jesus. Mason is currently pursuing a PhD in church history from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth. He is married to Carly and they have three young children. And that basically means you are one busy guy. Yeah, we got a lot going on. I should say, well, I am glad you took time to be with us today. I am looking forward to the passage you have today. What passage do you have? I have John 15, 9. It's one of of my favorites. So let's talk about it. This is Christ talking to his disciples. And he says, as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. So we're right in the middle of a conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. Can you give us a little context, like what comes before, what comes after? How do we kind of get up to speed on this snippet of conversation? Yeah. So Jesus is talking with his disciples. He's walking them through. And if you look at the kind of the upper room discourse, he's saying, I know what's about to happen. You don't know, but here's what I think you need to know before I go. And before a lot of things happen, you need to be encouraged. Hmm. And here's kind of like my final charge to you, my encouragement for you, because for what's about to happen, you need to remember this moment. And so I've just always loved this space in the gospel of John. And I have uh, sat and listened because Christ is talking to them and he's saying, you know, this is where everyone sees like, I'm the true vine. My father is the gardener. If you abide in me, I and you. And he says, but as a father has loved me, so I have loved you. And man, that is just, I have struggled to believe it, that he would love me hmm. as God has loved him. And I've also been encouraged and really exhorted uh, to have faith that that's true. And so that's just always been one of my favorites that I go back to again and again, when I wrestle doubt that he is who he says that he is, I come back here. I'm going to read it again. This is the gospel according to John chapter 15, verse nine. And it says, as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. So let's go to the last half of the verse for a minute. When Jesus says, remain in my love, what's he saying there? Is he afraid that we're going to wander away? Or why does he tell us and the disciples to remain in his love? Yeah, I mean, I think you move towards what you love. Hmm. 
And your, your love, your affection will always move quicker than your brain. And so if you love and trust Jesus, that he knows what is best, does what is best, gives what is best, and is what is best, then you, you will remain in him because you know, I can trust him. He reveals the father to me. I don't need to go anywhere else. And he's saying, remain in my love, abide in my teaching. If you obey my commands, you are my friends. And he's calling us to order our lives in a way that we show that we trust him and we reinforce our belief in his goodness as we obey his commands. So practically speaking, what does that look like? If we were to take a photograph of remain in my love, someone doing that in the course of a day, what might that look like? Or maybe it's a series of photographs of like, it could look like this, it could look like that. Practically, how do we do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Something I do throughout the day is that kind of at the hinge points of the day, I try and stop and take stock of where I am and turn to God in prayer and remind myself of what I know is true, what I have believed is false. I confess sin. I try and process my emotions with the Holy Spirit. And then I just, I think about the fact that I'm loved by God and I was loved before I came to him. And that helps me to, if you will, abide and move into the next part of my day with peace and rest. So what's the story with this passage in you? How did God yeah. bring this to your attention? How has he used it in your life? Bring us into that story. Yeah. You know, I think for the longest time for prayer, I thought that God listened to prayer, but only like he cared about people, but there are a lot of people in the world. So he probably just cared generally. He didn't care specifically. <laughs> so if I prayed about things, I should probably pray in generalities because I'm just one redhead in Texas and there's a lot of people in the world. And he probably doesn't care enough just to hear the problems of my daily life. And honestly, man, that was cynicism in my life. That was disbelief in my life that God is as good as he says. And so when I began to really study the gospel of John and think through this, I'm drawn to this passage because I think there's something about what Christ is saying is like, if you abide in me, your life will be fruitful. And I have loved you like God has loved me. And so you think about Christ in John and other places, like in John 14, he's saying like, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. So really where I have struggled to believe at times that God is a loving father, like Jesus saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And as God has loved me, which you would read in John 17, he says, I have loved you. Wow. And to think that he would love me that way has really challenged my own perception of myself and uh, feelings of worthiness or unworthiness, and then understanding who God is. And so it's, it's just been a real blessing to me. So I know you've read the Screwtape Letters. C.S. Lewis wrote that book. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if that book had this verse in it, and it weren't from a godly perspective, but if it were from a diabolical perspective and saying the opposite, yeah. how might this verse be turned on its head? What would that sound like? Oh, that's a great question. The accusation of this verse or the antonym of this verse might sound something like the father loves Jesus, but there's no way that he could love you. Mm. Not like that. You're not worthy. Mm. And so you might as well do what you want. I'm so glad that that's not true. And what it does yeah, say is true. So, yeah. so your dad, you've got young kids, let's say you're dropping them off at preschool or uh, elementary school, and you're wanting to rehearse with them the thoughts in this verse before they head into their day and they have those hinge or transition points during the day. Yeah. What are you saying to your own crew before they hop out of the car? Oh man, uh, I don't know if you know this, like we have a thing that we say every day hmm. and no. mm -mm. we have a list. So I'll just kind of give you the list because it embodies this in it. Wow. Um, but my oldest two children profess faith. They're eight and six. Okay. And so in the car, in the car line, we say, uh, I'm a child of God. I am loved by God. Mm -hmm. My mommy and daddy love me. My mommy and daddy are proud of me. Mm -hmm. 
I am worthy of dignity, kindness, and respect, and I will show dignity, kindness, and respect. I am brave. I am strong. I am a hard worker. I'm a good friend and a good listener. When I fall down, I get back up. I can do hard things. I can do new things. And there is no success without failure. I am filled with joy. And today is going to be a great day. And then my kids open the door and get out of the car. But every morning we try and do that in the midst of right now, listening to Sing To or Encanto or Greatest Showman. We turn off the music and I want to remind them what their heavenly father thinks about them, what their earthly father thinks about them and who I believe they are to be uh, and then send them off. That is absolutely fantastic. I'm going to have to ask you to send that to me because I want to hang on to yeah, that. Yeah. So Mason, thank you so much for taking time to be here, for pointing us to John 15, 9. Could you just ask the Lord to make this verse yeah. come alive in our hearts? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you chose to reveal yourself to us in Jesus in a way that we could see and know that he came to be like us. And so even for the son to understand how the father loves him in such beauty and depth and grace, and you give yourself to us in your grace. And so God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, thank you for the way that you have chosen to love us. Even when we were your enemies, you reconciled us to us, to you. And you have put your spirit in us. And so would you help us to believe that you love us when we are part of your family, welcomed in your house, not there by mistake or a technicality. We are your children and Christ has made that full known. And so we thank you for that. Would you help us to grow in trust that you are who you say that you are and what you say about us is true and we would abide in your love. I pray by the power of the spirit in the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.